You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and sometimes, sometimes twice a day. Because that's what we're doing today. Yes, they have told legends of a fabled lost week of shows that was done on this podcast, dubbed Interview Week by scholars in the know. Um, These episodes were recorded with Blue Jays luminaries and baseball luminaries from across the internet, but were lost because... Oh, let's say an ionic storm totally wiped out the recordings and that it wasn't, you know, my fault. Let's just go with that. Anyway, if you haven't figured it out yet, which I don't know how you couldn't have because I use the same voice every time. I'm AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com and this is the first of the fabled interview week episodes that were supposed to happen while I was in Toronto and didn't. So graciously, the people who have agreed to appear um, during interview week are all really good sports and are coming back on to record episodes. And the first person to do so is a familiar voice to uh, fans of the show who remember it from like uh, when I first took over from Sean Doyle. Um, he was a frequent guest, um, almost a co-host even back then. But um, as time constraints and technology started ticking me off, um, he's, he's faded back, but he's still on chase from the couch almost every day putting up minor league recaps, letting all y'all know who's going to come up and help fix this team because we've all seen this team. It it needs help. So to give you the names you need to know and who's going to help and make the Toronto Blue Jays a powerhouse again, I have my friend, my fellow Jays from the couch.com writer and original co-host with me of this podcast ryan miller is on the program ryan hello aj how are we i'm hot first of all in more ways than one that's um, right <laughs> it is it has been scorching out here it's supposed to like break with the rain tonight but we will see what happens with that or if the weather people are lying again but um, well, the the other the other night when uh, the Jays were delayed in Detroit, um, I was outside because during the rain delay because I was like, well, there's no more baseball for a bit. So I was watching the storm, and I'm a good few hours away from Detroit, <laughs> and I saw the storm coming. And then I went downstairs, and the Jays were playing again. And Buck, you know, the all information Buck, he said that the temperature dropped from 34 in Detroit down to 25, and I was I was begging for that storm to hurry <laughs> up and get to me. Yeah, it it happened yesterday. I um was radio silent on Twitter because uh, I went to the beach with my partner yesterday, and it was like baking out. It was like again 30 something, 
and then the thunderstorm came right after we left the beach and it dropped it like down to 22 which was very nice um we're so canadian complain about the cold complain about the (laughs) hey what else are we gonna do up here i mean complain about the jays exactly and that's what we're gonna do right now um we are going to go through a brief tour of the minor leagues we're going to stop all over the continent um but we're going to start at the top and work our way down so we're going to start with buffalo and what we're going to do is kind of kind of highlight a batter and a pitcher at each level that either miller i i can still call you miller like i i know i can still call you ryan now but um it's just ingrained in me but figure we'd stop along the way a batter and a pitcher each whoever we want to bring up and just give a talk about them and miller well let, let's start with buffalo of course as i said at the top and probably the biggest name there like that i think a lot of people are looking at is obviously going to be boba i mean with his comments that he made about how he's ready to come up um what have you seen from him at Buffalo that, that confirms everything he's saying in the media? And how do you think he will make that jump? Because we've seen Vlad Jr. this year, and he struggled a bit in making that jump. Do you think Bo would have the same problems? Yeah, I do. Um, I think that he'll he struggled when he... when Let's start with Vlad. When, when Vlad went to double-A... He didn't struggle at all. He, when he went to AAA, he didn't struggle at all. Where Bo, he's had his struggles. And I think that's actually beneficial for Bo because we've seen him have his struggles and we've seen him adjust. Right? So um, I think he would have been putting a lot more pressure on Toronto if he didn't have that uh, broken flange um, a, you know, a month or so ago, like two months ago. So... Um, he's been hitting over 300 for the past month. Uh, like he said, what, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. So He's supposed to get Freddie Galvis traded. That's what he's supposed to do. No, 100%, right? Like you, you, you see people and they're like, why isn't, Bo, why isn't Bo up? Why isn't Bo up? Well, come on, guys. Use, use your brain. Um, there's, no, there's no spot for him. We need to clear out roster spots and position. So hmm. Bo's, Bo's doing very well. He's got, he's, he's a dynamic player. He's, he's got four home runs this month or over the past month. He's got 10 stolen bases, right? I'd like to see his strikeouts come down a little bit more, but it is what it is. For sure. And, and I did, I did want to briefly touch on Anthony Alfred as well, since, since he's the other name that, that fans are looking at actually might be in trouble if the Blue Jays do get like a stud outfield prospect um, in the, at the trade deadline. Um, do you see Alford coming up at some point or, or is his spot pretty much taken out with Dalton Pompey coming back as well? Um, yes, I think that uh, Alford could come up, but I don't think it's going to be until September. He's been injured for over a month now. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh, I think he, I think it was at the, beginning sometime in june i, I want to say but he's been out for for some time so he's first he's gonna have to get healthy uh, um but yeah i think that definitely pompey as of 
today, July 22nd. Yeah. Um, he's done his 20 day rehab. So the Blue Jays actually have to make a decision today. We may or may not be talking about that on, on an earlier episode of the podcast. That's right. So, (laughs) so yeah, uh, Pompey, I think will will definitely be ahead of, uh, Alford. Um, but yeah, he's, he's still in the, in the mix because it was so unfortunate. He was hitting so well when he, when he got injured. Mm. Um, so hopefully he can come back and, but he just seems to have that knack. He's, he's Pompey. Him mm. and Pompey have so many similarities. They just, they start hitting really well. And then Pompey stands up and hits his head on a, a bat on top of his locker. I don't know why it was there, but you know, and the same thing happens with, uh, Alford. He starts hitting really well. And the next thing you know, he's on the IL. Yeah. So. Just his lot in life. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so looking at the pitching staff in Buffalo there, there are some names that are interesting, but again, if we want to focus on the names that are most likely to impact the blue Jays, the name that I usually throw out there is TJ Zoik, who's, who's at Buffalo for the first time this season and, and has acquitted himself pretty well considering that AAA is using the MLB baseballs, which are juiced up like an eight-year-old soccer team. Um, how close, like, I, I want to see Zoic start for the Blue Jays in September. Do you think he's ready for that? September, yes. August, maybe not. Um, he still has quite a bit of rust because he strained his lot at the end of spring training. And um, he just started pitching last month. Like, I think he's only got a month on, on uh, the season. Um, in Buffalo, he's been walking a little bit too many batters, but he's still getting a ton of ground balls, which is, mm. you know, that's it. that's his MO, right? He's not going to strike out a lot. He's going to pitch to contact, and um, he's going to keep his, his infield on their toes. Um, but right now, he's got more walks than strikeouts. Um, he's locating the ball pretty well. He just, it just seems like he's not trusting his stuff. And one of the things about, uh, TJ is that he doesn't have that out pitch. Yeah. So, uh, and that's development, right? Like that's, he's going to have to develop that. If not, he's going to be a fifth starter. Mm. And, and I mean, the Blue Jays could use any starter really, but, but not Todd Harvey. No, no, Matt, no, no. Matt Harvey. Todd Harvey's a hockey player. Excellent. Either one. Either one Either. probably wouldn't be great. That's um, right. Also, quick shout out, Zach Jackson, who's 8-0 as a reliever, which is weird and funny. Also a lot of walks, though. Yeah. That that seems to be a problem. Um, so moving down a level, we'll go to New Hampshire. Um obviously not as heralded a team as the one that had Vlad and Bo and Kevin Biggio and all those guys previously, but who are you noticing at New Hampshire who could make that leap and join those guys in the major leagues? Forrest Wall has had a good year, mm-hmm. um, but I want to talk about somebody who a lot of people probably remember from last year who's having um, a good month, and that's uh, Kevin Smith. Mm. Um, Kevin Smith has been, I don't want to say horrible because he has more, (laughs) he has more talent than I'll ever have. So, you know, I, I try not to, uh, hit on these guys too, too hard. Um, but Kevin Smith has not performed well, uh, for the first few months. Uh, but in July 
He's hitting over 300. He spent the first like week and a half on the IL in July, but since he's come off, he's hit something like six home runs in the past 10 games. And he's and he's pushing his batting average up to close to 200, not quite. So that that's saying some that's saying a lot for somebody who's um, played basically every day, other than those that little bit of time on the IL that he's hitting under 200. Mm-hmm. And right now he's sitting at the century mark for strikeouts in under um, 80 games. Yeah, which is, which is not good. But the power is there. We know that the strikeouts are there. He's unfortunately his strikeout rate has increased every level that he's gone up, which is alarming. Um, but his power seems to s- remain a consist uh, constant. So, you know, he's only 22, so I'm I'm giving him some time. So he's poss- like he might show enough over the next m- the final month and a bit of the season to be in AAA next year and. You know, that's what we want to see them filling up the system, right? Hmm. Where Forrest Wall, he might be a guy that's showing that he could make that jump. Yeah. Which he could make that jump where he's, yeah. Yeah. It'd be be nice to see, you know, them filling out the rosters as opposed to, you know, just getting guys on minor league deals, filling out the rosters. Because, like, those, that's what you want for that depth in the system that so many other teams have. Um, Okay, so so looking at the pitchers, obviously the headliner of this of this New Hampshire pitching staff is the guy who scouts have said has the best stuff in the minors. I I saw one scout saying that on Twitter, and you know is ticketed to be better than Stroman, better than Sanchez, be that ace that the Blue Jays need, and that's Nate Pearson, bouncing back from injuries, still looking for a win in New Hampshire, but the stuff has been there, right? Yeah, and we we know wins aren't worth the paper that they're written on. Um, you pointed out earlier, uh, Zach Jackson, how many wins he has coming out of the bullpen. And I'm not and I'm not I'm not picking on Zach. I'm mm. just saying that you know this is a reliever who has trouble locating and walking a ton, and he has eight wins. Where you have a guy who can throw triple digits in his lights out, and he's struggles to get a win well a lot of that is because he starts the game and only pitches two innings yeah but I I I'm greatly enjoying like if we don't want to look at wins which we don't that 102 whip is looking pretty dang tantalizing yes um with with Nate Pearson he's he's got the velocity um sometimes he struggles with with repeating his delivery and getting it into the uh, strike zone all the time. And I've noticed that over his past couple starts that um, he's having a little issue with his, with his location, but the, the velocity's there. It's like, he's very impressive. He can, he can start a guy three and O and just strike him out. Like it's, it's nobody's business. Like, you know, make, the, make the hitter look foolish. So the, uh, the talent is definitely there and he's going to be fun to watch. I, I think that's all we want, really. If if you can make a batter look foolish, that's not on the Blue Jays. I mean, that's that's always going to be a positive. So let's take a break right here. Um, we'll we'll go through the single A and the short season uh, leagues that we want to hit on right after this. But just a reminder that if your company wants to reach a unique audience in the sporting landscape, then your company's ad should be running here on this podcast. I can say it. You can hear 
your words coming out of my mouth. So to get your company connected with this audience, email at neoac18 at gmail.com or email locked at lockedonpodcast.com to get more details about increasing your your business. Toronto Blue Jays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back with Ryan Miller, minor league guru of jaysfromthecouch.com, going on a tour of the Blue Jays minor league system, stopping in sunny Florida, which probably not the best idea in the middle of July, because if we're complaining about it being 30 degrees here, it's probably like 40 down there. But, but there are some hot performers for the Blue Jays the Blue Jays in Dunedin. Um, I I know I know there are a couple darlings who are down there in in Dunedin, but who who do you like so far? Who's who's showing you? I'm 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 leaning towards Alejandro Kirk, but that's that's an obvious pick. Kirk's just been tearing the cover off the ball this season. Oh yeah, Kirk's definitely impressive. Another another catching prospect for for this system is always nice to see. Um one of the guys that started off slow, but he had like a twenty-something game hit streak is uh, Cal Stevenson. Mm. Um, he's hit over three fifty for the past thirty days, so that's always nice. And you got to—I love a guy who can take a walk. Um, and Cal Stevenson's walked eighteen times and only struck out thirteen times in the past thirty days, which is, you know, amazing. Mm. Um, you're not going to get much power from him, but. He's he's one of those character guys. He's just a baseball guy, like as as Bucky's a baseball player. Um, so <laughs> he's an athlete. He's an athlete. That's right. Um, you know, professional at bats. I uh, <laughs> but that's Cal Steven. He he's a great out. Not maybe not great, but he's a really good outfielder as well. Um, another guy that has been coming on really strong after a slow start is uh, Demi Oromaloy. Hmm. And he's one of those. We got him for, for Curtis Granderson from the Brewers last year, yeah. and uh, he's pegged as a five tool, but he's been re- really slow to come along. But he's been uh, hot in July, uh, hitting hitting about three hundred also. So yeah, which I again I I think a lot of us would like to see Demi come up, just you know, to have have that Canadian content for sure. I mean. Vlad's technically born in Canada, but he identifies as Dominican. So would be nice to have, you know, someone else flying the flag alongside him. I, that That's not to say, like, let's let's just move on. Um, I got in trouble for saying that. So that's why <laughs> you that's why you heard silence. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for letting me walk right into that trap then. Well, De- Demi's from uh, Nigeria, isn't he? Well, yeah, but he's raised in Ottawa. That's right. Where so. Vlad was born in Montreal and raised where? The Dominican Republic. That's right. So there moving on, moving exactly. On. <laughs> um, yeah, I there is like I I'm kind of I kind of wanted to focus on Dunedin's pitching staff a little bit because there's a name that I didn't really know coming into the season who's been really surprising and and I wanted to get your take on him. Uh, Graham Spraker, um, 
got 18 games for Dunedin so far, 232 ERA, actually made an appearance in Buffalo and acquitted himself very well over five innings. Um, he's, he's a 31st round pick, um, but the Blue Jays have had success developing those these later picks before. What do you see in Spraker? I, I liked him. I liked him last year when he was in Lansing. Um, I, I, you could just depend on him every fifth day. Uh, he got injured and spent spent some time on the IL, losing, if I can remember off the top of my head, about a month. But when he came back, he still he still pitched very well. Um, Spraker is a guy to keep an eye on. I don't know if he has anything really that jumps off of off the page at you. Um, I did watch his his start in Buffalo. Unfortunately, because he's in Dunedin, um, the MILB TV doesn't show anything from Dunedin, so I haven't really watched his progress this year. I'm hoping that he moves up to New Hampshire next year, and then we can watch him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he locates. <laughs> you know, there's nothing more frustrating than watching walk after walk. But Spraker can locate his pitches, and he he seems to have a little bit of. Uh, he seems to hide the ball pretty well. Mm. 20, 20 walks in 83 innings this season. That's that's always a positive. Um, yep. And and again, that, that start in AAA, he shut down the Yankees AAA team, which, I mean, I sure, the Yankees had a lot of injuries, so who knows what state their AAA team is in, but they still had to send, like, Clint Frazier down there. So, like, that that's still, like, impressive to me. That's why I, I was kind of like, okay, this this guy, I think we can watch him see how he does and it's a two-level jump right yeah exactly so so the fact that he quitted himself that he he's an older prospect he's 24 but um like again if the blue jays can get pitching from anywhere i will take it to avoid seeing the edwin jacksons of the world on the squad um let's let's rip through these two right quick um lansing Obviously, big name is Jordan Groshans, but he's been battling injury this season. Um, but also, Griffin Conine's been there following his suspension, and he's looked every bit like his father. Um, do we see the quick progression coming for Griffin? My biggest concern is the 35% K rate. Mm. Uh, he just, uh, the past three games, he's struck out nine times. That's a that's a one, a yeah. three, and or maybe it's eight it, times it's one, a three. Many. And a, it's, it's too, too many. many. Yeah, like he hasn't he he's hasn't had a hit in the past like three games. He's hitting under uh, three hundred for the first time all year, but he still has a point three something ISO. Mm. So and and he walks he does walk a a bit right like he's still walking close to 10% of the time which you know so you're you're trying to balance you you don't know what you have in conine um he's a good outfielder though mm. like the, he, i don't think he gets enough credit for that last in last night's game he gunned down a guy at the plate he just oh it was it was a pretty it was a pretty play he just right on the money hag and danner had pro, he had him by like three or four steps nice Right. So double double play and the inning at home throw throw out. So, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for how he plays in the outfield, but he has power. If he can cut that uh, strikeout uh, down by 10 percent, like we'll take 25 percent strikeouts if you're going to give us a 300 ISO. 
Hey, you get 25% strikeouts, you get a $50 million contract. Um, That's right. Anyway, um, Lansing is also where uh, the number five prospect in the Blue Jays system, according to some rankings, um, Eric Pardino is playing his trade. Four starts so far, 189 ERA. When can Blue Jays fans expect to see Pardino um, approach major league level? I think I think the Jays might like they might take it a little bit slow with him this year just because of his injury and you know and his age. Obviously, his age is what eighteen, mm. something like that. So I think this year they might go a little bit slow, let him spend the year in Lansing. <laughs> But he's he's kind of making the Midwest look foolish. Yeah, um, Pardino um, Pardino is eighteen, born January fifth, two thousand one. Which, if you want to feel old, there you go. There you go. But yeah, like I th- I think they could push him to Dunedin. I hope they don't because I enjoy watching him pitch. <laughs> um, he's he's got it. He's yeah. got it. Like right, right now, I think that um, I think that people don't really pay much attention to him because he's so far down. But um, next year, I could see him definitely. If he doesn't hit hit Dunedin this year, um, he'll be in Dunedin and he'll quickly move to to New Hampshire with okay. uh, with an eye at Buffalo the following year. So could see him in twenty twenty one. That wouldn't be too bad. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And that would be at what twenty uh, twenty year old? Um, twenty twenty one, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he'd so. be twenty in twenty twenty one, which again, feeling way too old. And <laughs> I know me saying that I feel old just doubles it for you, and I apologize. Yeah, yeah, um, no, no. But I do want to give one shout out to a relief pitcher and relief pitchers don't get a lot of love, but this is another late round guy. And apparently he's an amazing clubhouse guy in Marcus Reyes. Mm. He's, he's got, um, I think he's got like a 20 game, a uh, 20 inning scoreless streak right now. He just converted his first, uh, save in Lansing. And over the past month, he has a 0.44 ERA. So, that's, shout out, to, shout out to Reyes. That's pretty good. That's why we have you on here, Miller, and we'll try and do it more than once a year. I promise. Mm. But um, wrapping up really quickly in Vancouver, um, actually, we'll go pitcher here first because I think again we're hitting on the big names going through. Big name in Vancouver right now is Adam Klofenstein, who who was the third round pick last year. He is starting for Vancouver, um, not averaging long starts, but is he showing enough to justify taking Groshans in that package to get Kloppenstein? 100%. 100%. You, um, I, I heard an interview with him, and he seemed very, very confident. And this was prior to the Vancouver season starting. And then he started that game, and he got just bombed. And part of me was like, well, there you go, right? Like knock, knock him down a couple pegs. Let's see how he, he returns. And apparently he did another interview. Um, and I've kind of, kind of heard of bits and pieces of it. And he, sh- I wasn't as good as I thought I was, hmm. right? And for him to be able to admit that at that age, I love him. 
already, mm-hmm. right? Because it shows the maturity. It shows that you're able to be like, well, whatever, I didn't have my good stuff and then just slough it off. No, no, I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Mm. And, right? and he's, he's performing much better. Like you said, back-to-back games against Tri-City, 11 innings, one run allowed. Like, that'll play. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think he'll, he'll spend, he'll spend the year with Vancouver. Um, and we could possibly see a little bit of a, a speedier progression next season, mm, which would be nice. Um, and then someone who's probably going to progress a little bit quicker. Um, uh, Toronto's ninth round pick this year. I think, yeah, he was a ninth round pick. Um, Philip Clark was a bit delayed in signing because he was in the, in the baseball, in the college baseball world series, winning it with Vanderbilt, but he's come in and immediately had an impact on this team. I really liked that selection when the Blue Jays made it because I, I thought it was a little under the radar, but he's worked with so many good pitchers with Vanderbilt that he, he could be a guy who sneakily makes his way up in the system and makes an impact. So um, I'm not sure how much you've seen of him in Vancouver, Miller, but is is he looking that way to you? Yeah, I think the Jays knew what they were doing when they went over slot for him, like signing him. Mm. Um, from what I've heard, he's he's aggressive at the plate, um, but he's not. He doesn't strike out a lot. He he seems to really um, he has a presence behind the plate. So. You know, that's what you want from, like, all the offense and everything from a catcher is secondary. Um, if you want somebody who can handle the pitching staff, and he seems to have that in spades. So that's mm. that's good to see. Excellent. And the, pro- the problem with Clark, though, is he's got so much competition, right? You mentioned yeah. Alejandro Kirk. Once, one step above is somebody who might be better than Kirk and Gabriel Marino. Yeah, they you got Riley Adams in Double A. Oh, it's... flush, flush with catching depth are are the Blue Jays that can, they can weather the retirement of Max Pentecost and and be like, yeah, okay, see ya, whatever. Um, and and also like there are five shortstops on that Vancouver roster, no first or second baseman. So, I I think we know where the Blue Jays need to trade for anyway. Yes. Um. But no, um, we will not be trading you, Ryan Miller, because you continue to do such great work with the minor leagues. I'm sure the people know where to find your work, but just refresh their memories right quick. Well, you can always find me in the comments section after my uh, minor league recaps are posted at Jays from the Couch. And uh, I'll always answer your questions and comments in a respectable manner. And we appreciate that respectful manner, Ryan Miller. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Locked on Jays, your former still kind of welcome stomping grounds. Um, But yeah, um, just to tack on that, if I do write anything, it'll be at jaysfromthecouch.com. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Andrews. Just replace the periods with underscores because Twitter is stupid. Um, in more ways than one. Um, follow the podcast at Locked On Jays on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Yelling at your neighbor. However, you get your podcasts. Make sure Locked On Jays is a part of it. So, 
again for my guest Ryan Miller finally kicking off interview week just a little bit later and a lot more spread out than I thought but um, for him for everyone at jasonacouch.com everyone at the Lock On Podcast Network I'm AJ Andrews thank you all so much for listening to this extra bonus episode and y'all take care